On the tee, the knackered golfist. Four, please. The knackered golfist now driving. You are listening live to the Knackered Golfist Podcast. The Knackered Golfist Podcast. Welcome to the Knackered Golfist Podcast. I'm your host, the Knackered Golfist. I'm trying some new equipment with uh, the sound of my voice and with microphones and muffling and stuff like that. Um, just got done watching the Honda Classic today in between a few of, regrettably, the, uh, a few shots of the live tournament that was happening in Mexico this weekend. And I found the, uh, I found the, uh, the golf entertainment value of the Honda Classic being really, really high this week, even though the field wasn't that strong. Um, the field... The field wasn't that strong, but I think the, the the competition of the tournament was really good. And you had two guys that were sort of dueling it out on the last few holes of the tournament. And you had big Shane Lowry in the mix that was on the front page of the leaderboard. And you had other guys in the mix that, uh, that you didn't really know of. But this guy, Eric Cole and uh, Chris Kirk, were sort of dueling it out for, uh, for the winner's spot on the... Uh, on top of the leaderboard and there was a few instances where you, it was sort of nail biting sort of stuff because the uh, the the course itself the the last few holes the bear trap section of the course is really interesting to watch i think because they have you know in years past they've had issues with the wind sort of howling over the water into the tournament into the uh into the airspace of the par 3 whether it's the uh the 14th hole or the 17th hole, whatever it is, I find those holes to be really exciting to watch. And I think that um, even though Doral was the very first tournament on the uh, the Florida swing, I think that uh, I think that having the tournament here at the uh, PGA Na- PGA National is a good is a good choice of venues because I think. Because this tournament, this this uh, this venue or this tournament has been held at various different places at least there's been a number of courses there in south florida that this tournament was uh was held at and it started off as the uh as the jackie gleason inverary classic back in 1972 and my good buddy uh tim havancic was a was a part of that tournament in many years ago where he caddied for I can't remember the guy that he caddied for, but I think the guy that he caddied for eventually won the tournament, and it was all um, documented in his book, uh, Heaven's Nice Been There Twice, and he uh, he sort of talks about that little, that experience of being the caddy for, gosh, what is that guy's name? I can't remember, and I think he played on the senior tour years ago. I don't know, but Jackie Gleason was a big deal in golf, and he, and I guess in years past, the Jackie Gleason Inverary Classic was one of the highest paying tournaments of the year, and I think it sort of paid a bit more than any of the majors would pay back in the 70s, and I think it was, uh, it was a big deal back then, and I remember that, um, you know, there was this feeling that I got watching, say, like the, uh, the Bob Hope Desert Classic, where you had sort of sort of older generation folks 
uh, paying attention to it and it was actually for those folks to show to highlight to showcase the uh the golf being played at courses like you know the Inverary Classic and like you know when Jackie Gleason was a huge guy, he was a huge comedic, uh, brilliant talent back then. He was a legend uh, guy back then, and he loved golf. And they actually showed there was actually a 60 Minutes interview of Jackie Gleason where he was driving around his golf cart at this uh, Inverary Classic or this Inverary golf course, and it was really fascinating to watch. So I think he had a uh, one of those custom-built sort of Cadillac-style golf carts back then. So anyway, I just think that uh, that tournament even... I mean, it is hosted by Jack Nicklaus, and Honda is a, is the sole sponsor of it. I mean, it, is, it isn't anymore. It won't be next year. But I think for what it is, for the start of the Florida Swing, I think it's a good tournament because just because the course is difficult, and I think that the... Uh, the final, I, I get at least the back nine on the, uh, you know, from like the 14th to the 18th hole. I think those are really interesting holes to watch. So anyway, it was a good duel today by, um, I guess, Eric Cole and uh, Chris Kirk. And those guys dueled it out for, um, for the championship. And uh, Chris Kirk won it in a playoff when he stuffed one in there really close. After hitting his drive uh, next to a palm tree uh, on the uh, playoff hole, and uh, Eric Cole, I guess, which is the son of a, a former tour player, uh, Bobby Cole or something like that, and his mother is Laura Baugh, who I think played on the LPGA Tour. So it's sort of a golfing family, so there's a big storyline behind that. And then also I was watching Saturday, and I noticed that on NBC as well, they're doing this sort of talk to the player while he plays, like, say, the 10th hole or something like that with a, with a couple of the Apple earbuds in his ears. He's talking about, you know, hey, what what's my thought process going into going into this shot? Or how do you putt on Bermuda greens? Or what's your sort of thought process when you see an egret out on the, on the right side of the fairway? Do you want to avoid the egret? Or do you want to sort of fly the ball past the egret as it's trying to... You know, forage for any kind of uh, insect that's in the uh, that's in the water there. So, um, and it's interesting because you don't know if there's any gators in the uh, in the waters. And I think there was a guy, uh, John Suh, was sort of close to the uh, lake there. And I'm like, is there a gator there? Because that could possibly come out and bite him or something like that. I don't know because it's like whenever you're in water, whenever you're near water in Florida, there's probably a gator in there. So that's just you know just one for the. Uh, one for the uh, checklist. So, um, anyway, I'm just like, you know, I didn't really have any comments about Riviera last week, and I think John Rahm is really showing himself as being a, a, a really dominant player on the PGA Tour this year. And he's all, it's you know, the 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 schedule is is barely off the ground here, and in, in approaching March, it'll be March next week, and John Rahm already has three victories. You know, that guy could totally. He could totally win a major this year. And I think that, you know, I kind of thought that John Rahm winning the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines kind of wasn't all that legit because Torrey Pines isn't really a good venue for the U.S. Open, in my opinion. But I think that if he can win, but like then he won at Riviera. And Riviera is such a classic masterpiece of a golf course 
that is extremely difficult, really small greens, really narrow fairways. It's Kikuyu grass. It's got it's a it's got a design unlike any other in the world. Any other it's unlike any other course on tour is that Riviera, and it's just a masterpiece of design. And I love that course. I can I I still hold the Olympic Club in better regard. I think just because I love the the coastal climate kind of thing. I just wish the Olympic Club would have a, a tournament more often so I could go there and visit. But, you know, for what it is, I think Riviera is a great host, a, a great annual host for the PGA Tour. And I think it's a, it's a great uh, story. So, anyway, there's I saw a great little video today about Fred Couples talking about the LA Open. And I thought it was really cool. So, it's somewhere out there on YouTube. One of those YouTube shorts, Fred Couples talking about his playoff that he had with Davis Love like back in 92 or something like that. So I think it was really cool. I think it was really cool. So anyway, um, what else? So I took the um, I took the Wilson 8802 to the putting green this weekend. I took it there yesterday, and it was sort of in between the rain while we still had some daylight going into these uh, evenings where it gets light a bit earlier. So... Got some footage of that. I might make a video of it pretty soon. And I still, but I still hold my bullseye wide blade in high regard in terms of feel and consistency and actual great. The, the greatest putter that I've ever owned is that is those bullseyes putters because you can really gauge the lag uh, of the ball as it approaches the hole. You just, you can just lag it up there and it's just so awesome because you can just leave it like two feet from the hole and it's just fine. And just do a little tap-in, one of those little tap-in jobs. So anyway, I really love that bullseye. And I really love the, um, you know, the because my bullseye standard is like 34 inches. And my wide blade is a 35-inch putter. And so, and interesting enough, interesting enough, I woke up this morning. And I noticed that on my YouTube channel, The Knackered Golfist, I had made a comment on Rick Shields, one of Rick Shields' uh, videos. And he made a video of these, um, I guess he got a hold of some Ricky Fowler really uh, small sweet spot blades that Ricky Fowler was sort of designing or something. And he played like nine holes with them and he found them to be the most difficult irons he's ever played with. And so I said, he's like, what are your opinions on these irons? And I said, well, hey, I love my Ben Hogan Apex Fort Worth blades from 1992. I love those. And then I got a message saying that I won a prize or something. And I thought, whoa, Rick Shields is going to send me something. So I tried to uh, message him on, oh, God, what was the term that he used? It was um, on, uh, mm. oh, gosh, what was that? What was that? Oh, good Lord, I got to find that out. Get up, you son of a bitch, because Mickey loves you. Oh, good gracious. Good gracious, Barbara. What's going on there? Um, good lord. Let's see. Email. Email. Here we go. Text me on Telegram. What the heck is that? That's got to be a British term. So, anyway, I sent him a few messages and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. The great Rick Shields is uh, making... He's He's already been to the United States to... To meet up with the folks that go from Goodwill to Goodwill to play it against sports to play it against sports to pawn shop to pawn shop and buy used clubs. You know that couple? I can't remember. 
Stacked Golf. That's who they are. He came out specifically to spend time with them so they can go to Disney World and have a hamburger afterwards. So it's really cute. So anyway, I uh, hope those guys are good because uh, I messaged them and they they never responded to what I said. So I guess I guess so. I don't know. Are they that personable? I don't know. But Rick Shields was cool. I found he actually taught golf. He gave a golf lesson to Richard Hammond, who is a presenter on the Top Gear show in in England in Britain, and he's also on the Grand Tour on Amazon. It's about cars, and I just love Richard Hammond. Hammond. Anyway. Richard Hammond has taken up golf. So anyway, let's see how that goes. I'm drinking water now out of my Sacramento Kings Rayleigh's bottle. Aluminum can bottle. No, they made a bottle out of this. Uh, they, made a, uh, uh, they made a refillable aluminum bottle for the Sacramento Kings and Rayleigh's. They put purified water with electrolytes added for taste. It's a 20-ounce bottle, and it's refillable. And I've had this for about three weeks now, and it's awesome. So get yourself an aluminum Sacramento Kings bottle when you go to your next Sacramento Kings home game. Anyway, <coughs> so anyway, um, maybe this thing does sound good. I don't know. It's starting to rain again, so it's, you're hearing droplets out of my uh, out of my downspout on my gutter. And I'm gonna reroute that. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that sort of situated where I don't have to hear it. When I'm in here trying to do a show. So anyway, hope you're doing well. Thanks for all the thanks for all the views on the YouTube channel, and thanks for all the listens on the iTunes and Spotify. And like, share, and subscribe. If you have a comment on the on the podcast, make a comment because nobody's ever made a comment on the podcast, whether they like it or whether they hate it. You know, sometimes I I hate myself for doing it just because you know. Is it really worth doing? Because I don't know if people listen to it. I mean, am I the only one listening to it? I don't know. There might be somebody in uh, in Germany that listens to it. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. It's kind of fun. It's actually more fun when I actually get out and actually play golf. And I haven't actually played golf this year just because it's been so wet. And times are economically stressful. Times are economically tough here in the great state of California where things cost an arm and a leg out here. They really do. They literally do. And hopefully, somehow, some way, I'll be able to get to the driving range of my choice and actually go out and hit some balls and see how the old stroke looks while I hit one of those uh, forge blades that Ben Hogan made in his brilliance and his amazement. So anyway, I'm going to probably listen to this on the way to work. And I hope you're doing well. Thanks for listening. And uh, congratulations to Chris Kirk for winning the Honda Classic. And I really think that John Rahm is going to win a major this year. Possibly, possibly the Masters this year. Because when Bubba Watson won at Riviera all those years ago, he won the Masters that same year. So we'll see what happens. My prediction could be that John Rahm will win the Masters. But he's got to get past Scotty Scheffler first. And... Somebody else that I can't really think of right now. So anyway, thanks, folks. Justin Thomas. Oh, and by the way, watch that Full Swing documentary series that's on Netflix. I kind of started watching it, and I think it's cool. And I got to the uh, the Brooks Kepka episode where they're talking about the Masters. And that's a little spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So it's a really good documentary. It's, it's done by the folks that made the Drive to Survive Formula One documentary on Netflix. 
and it's really, really, really good. So you get to see a side of the players that you normally do not get to see or have never seen, how they act and how they are in their, you know, normal environments and how they are away from their course, how they are with their loved ones and their, uh, their caddies and their friends and all that stuff. And so it's a really interesting show. So I really hope that I can watch a bit more of it because it's a really good, really well done show. All right, so Formula One testing was at Sakir Bahrain this weekend. So Formula One's coming along. And we got NASCAR starting up. And we have IndyCar starting next weekend in St. Petersburg. And the 49ers lost, I don't know. I don't know, where's Aaron Rodgers going? Is he going to go to the New York Jets or is he going to... Uh, the Raiders, you know, where's Jimmy Garoppolo going? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you got all these teams in the NFL that are up for grabs for quarterback spots and, uh, who knows, you know, Rich Eisen is freaking out because the Jets are possibly going to get somebody that, that will probably drag the team down. I don't know. So anyway, um, and then, uh, gosh, well, I can't think of anything else. So anyway, um, that's it. Thanks for listening to the Knackered Golfers podcast. Keep it on the short stuff and stay safe driving on those wet roads and keep it funny. Keep it on the funny side, uh, whatever it is, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Good night. God bless America. On the tee, the Knackered Golfist. Four, please. The knackered golfers now driving. You are listening live to the knackered golfers podcast. The knackered golfers podcast. Get up, you son of a bitch, because Mickey loves you. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. This is the Knackered Golfist Radio Network.